everyone is always talking about 401ks, Roth IRAs, and all of the retirement accounts that are out there. But even though these accounts are titled retirement accounts, it's important to know that you can still save for retirement outside of these accounts and what other options are out there when it comes to investing money for your long-term plan. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Tom Seco and CJ Burnett. We're financial advisors, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the host of Smarter Vet Podcast. Our mission is to provide education to veterinarians so that they can get clarity, take control, feel confident, and experience contentment. For those of you listening for the first time, we have other resources available on our website, such as complimentary financial race CEs, assessments, videos, and articles. You can find them by visiting flvetadvisors.com. So taxes. Yes. We all have a love-hate relationship with them. Agreed. At the end of the day, we all want to pay our fair share. Maybe some people don't. I'm, I, don't I, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, fair share. What's, yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with that, right? But what about also paying your fair share in the future? Whoa, what, what do you mean? Well, fair share in the future. So as we're saving throughout time, so like a lot of times we're making a lot of decisions throughout our lives of how do we save taxes today? But when we actually go to one day decide to stop having to work for money and we want to use all of our savings to be able to produce income for us, what's that going to look like for taxes for you? So as we talk with people all throughout time, when you're a world-class saver, cash can build up quick. So for those of you who are listening and are not familiar with what a world-class saver is, uh, that's where you're setting aside 20% of your gross income. And yes, I did say gross income. It's not the amount that gets deposited in your bank account. It is the amount that you're making per, per year before taxes. So when you're saving at a very high level, well, there's a chance that you're going to build up a lot of assets over time. And what is that going to look like from a tax standpoint for you in the future? We're asked all the time about where to save money today, also where to save money for the future and how to balance some of the risk and everything associated with it. And if you want to familiarize yourself a little bit more with some of the risk when investing, we have an episode, episode 18, that you can go back to listen to that will give you some more advice around some of the risks and things that are out there. So the default plan most people choose is really a 401k or an IRA only plan. So what exactly does that mean? Well, that means people put all of their money for their retirement into a tax deferred bucket. They're deferring the taxes. They're saying, I don't want to pay taxes on it today. I want to defer it into the future. And then at retirement, the goal is to live on the interest of whatever those assets earn each year. And of course, every time you pull money out of a 401k in retirement, you're having to pay taxes on every dollar. So you know, it kind of hurts. It hurts to pull money from a 401k when you're retired. It feels great putting money in, especially when you're accumulating money. Mm -hmm. So the 401k is actually a tax code. It's from the tax code 401k. That's why there's parentheses in, outside the K. So some good things came from the 70s. I'm not really sure if this is one of them. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't take that as it's not a bad thing. 401ks are great. They're great. They just need to be known how to use them in the proper manner. So why do most people do this? Well, I mean, the first thing that I can think of, Tom, is that the employer offers a retirement account through the work. It comes from their paycheck. It's easy. It's easy to just have the money deducted right before it hits your checking account. That way you don't see it. There's no temptation to spend it. 
And, it's and called- the other part of it is that, not, I mean, if your employer matches some portion of your contributions, I mean, that's kind of, it feels like free money almost. Right. Well, and at the same time, it's like, it's considered retirement. So I'm looking for wanting to save for the future. So when it's called retirement, well, why wouldn't I save into a bucket that's called a retirement account, right? I mean, it's great marketing. Perfect marketing. And so the match is one thing. And then also sometimes there's a perceived tax advantage. So this might provide some of a tax savings today. So like as you're making contributions in the account, it can help reduce your taxable income. But let's say that over time, when you actually go to start taking money out of this account, taxes go up or your taxes are higher because you're making more of an income. We typically call this a tax disadvantage or kind of reverse tax planning because basically every dollar you're taking out, you could be paying more taxes on. So it can be in a way there, there is a match, there is a perceived tax advantage to it. And the main thing is that it's always important to take into consideration instead of just defaulting one way or another is finding a little bit more balance in how you're approaching things. And that's going to be one of the conversations we're going to have today about finding balance between different buckets. So how are you creating tax balance within your financial plan? You can often put money into investments in different types of buckets that are taxed differently. So we're going to go through a little bit more of what that means in a minute. However, the things that you hold in a 401k versus what's not held in a 401k, they can be the same thing. So and that's when I say like outside of 401k, if you have a, an account with an investment company outside, uh, the only difference is that the investments that you have outside of the 401k are being taxed on a regular basis. Most of the time, every year is when you're getting taxed on them. If you're deferring taxes, a good question to ask yourself is, what if taxes don't go up, but instead you are a world-class saver and end up having a lot more income in retirement than what you're making today? And this could especially be true if your retirement is... 20 plus years in the future and your assets grow and they actually can produce more income than what you're making right now. And if taxes stay the same, you're going to have more income in retirement, which means you're going to be a higher income tax bracket and your assets are providing you more than you thought. And now you're being taxed at a higher bracket because of that increase in income. So consider having multiple tax vehicles, even if you only have a handful of mutual funds that you invest in. So Some of the things that we really want to talk about today are the different tax buckets that exist. And just to put a forewarning here, we are not accountants. However, we know enough around these different things that are on here of where you're putting money and how the impacts are on you over time. So there's three main buckets that we look at. And the first one is tax deferred. So what is is a tax deferred bucket? A few examples of that are like a 401k, a traditional IRA. If you work for yourself and you have a SEP, or maybe you work for someone that has a simple, every time you make a contribution into this account, it helps reduce some of the taxes that you're paying on your income today. And it helps lower your taxable income. So it's important to recognize that if you put $10,000 away in a 401k, and let's say you make 100,000, then you know hypothetically, your taxable income in that year is now 90,000. Right. So- Did you save $10,000 in taxes? No. No, you only saved the taxes that you would have paid on that additional 10. So if you were in, so you're paying a 24% tax, that would have been $2,400. So you put $10,000 in the 401k to save $2,400 of tax. That's an interesting thought to think about too. So every dollar that's going in there. So like, if I don't pay the tax today, well, when do I pay the tax? In the future. In the future. When in the future? 
whenever you pull the money out. Oh, geez. So I got to pay taxes right? on the future. Did I get yeah. the answer right? I think yes? so. Oh, sweet. Sounds about right. But <laughs> for those of you wondering about 401k as well, so like a 401k is offered through an employer. And again, a 401k is a tax code. So it is something that has been implemented a while ago to allow for people to contribute towards retirement on their own. And you have to work for someone that has one. If you are a solo business owner, or let's say you're a relief veterinarian, there are ways to potentially create what we call a solo K. And then some of the other options are like SEPs and simples. They just have different contribution limits and different characteristics to them. But it could be a good way to go and not a bad spot to put some money. However, it could be something they consider to put your money into these other different buckets that are available as well. So like the second bucket, what, you, what is the second bucket, CJ? So let's talk about, we'll pivot to talk about the taxable. So you have tax deferred, that's what we just talked about. And then we have taxable. And an example of a taxable investment account is like a brokerage account. Or you could even look at, I mean, if you have real estate, real estate that's just owned personally or owned through a business is still taxable, especially if it's owned in a, uh, an escort. It's like if you rent, if you buy a piece of real estate and then you rent that out while well, you're paying income tax on the income that comes from those rents. So you can have, you can even have real estate inside of a, a, a self-directed IRA. That's even possible. Most people cool. don't even know that you could actually do that. So you can have the same investments in an IRA that you do in a, in a regular brokerage account or, when, or if you hold it personally. But when it's taxable, the money is taxed before you contribute. So if you make $100,000 and you put $10,000 away into a taxable investment account, it doesn't reduce your taxes, your income tax that year, right? The 10 grand, you, you still had to pay taxes on 100 grand of your income, even though you put the $10,000 away into a taxable investment account or a taxable asset. And then as that money earns interest each year, the taxes are due on those earnings. Like, so, you know, some things are taxed at ordinary income and some things are taxed at long-term capital gains or short-term capital gains. So, you know, I'm going to defer to all of the accountants that you, that you go to, that you talk to, to really understand, help, help you pick apart what's specifically impacting you personally from a tax perspective, but recognizing that, yeah, even if you put the $10,000 away in a taxable investment, it is liquid. You can have access to it. It's not like a 401k where you pay a tax and a penalty if you withdraw it. So there's a benefit from a liquidity perspective, but you also have the fact that every year you're going to have taxes that you're going to pay on those earnings, whether it be the, if you sell it, like if you sell an investment you and you have a gain, then you're going to have a tax. If you have income coming from an investment, you're going to have a tax. Anytime you have a gain, you have a tax. And the good news is that those earnings can be contributed directly back into the investment, or you can take you can just take the uh, the earnings as income and spend it. And I think that's that's kind of useful when, especially when you're before retirement. Let's say you just have a year where you want to take off six months that you want to take off, and you've built up enough taxable assets to provide some income for you. Well, then, you know, that, that's some, that gives you some freedom to not have to work and you can allow your balance sheet, your assets to provide you the income temporarily. You could probably also use it to help pay for your loans and stuff too. Like there's a way that if you save up enough money in that spot and to keep in mind here too, if you're trying to determine if you should be putting money in the tax deferred or taxable, also it's very helpful to have a plan of what your plan is over time. So like if you have a plan, it's going to help you understand more of how do you balance between these two buckets. And depending on how long you have certain investments in taxable type stuff, 
if it's less than a year the and you sell it, whatever gains are happening on it, you will pay income tax. So, and that's determined based off of the same way, like your paychecks. And then there's another thing called capital gains. So if you're not familiar with it, definitely go online and go search and learn a little bit more about it. They determine that based off of what they call your marginal tax rate. So whenever you're looking online and you see where there's those different numbers at the different categories with the bands of your income, that is your marginal tax rate. So basically they determine your capital gains off of that. So if you have anything greater than a year that has a growth on it, you will pay capital gains on it. So that can be working your advantage depending on when you need it, when you sell it, because you could potentially pay less than taxes over time. And this is something, of course, too, as you're taking income, it's good to have someone to help support you from your investment standpoint and also helping you from your taxes over time to make sure you're balancing them. And the last category is the tax advantaged category. So a tax few examples, huh? tax, tax advantaged. Hmm, okay. A few examples are Roth IRAs, 401ks, like you can actually have a Roth 401k, government bonds, and permanent life insurance. There's a few others, but for the sake of this podcast and keeping it somewhat short, uh, we're just going to you know, give you some examples. And then the money, so the money with a tax advantage vehicle is taxed before you contribute, just like a taxable investment. When you, when you put money in a taxable investment, you're using after-tax dollars. You make $100,000, you put $10,000 away. It doesn't reduce your taxable income when with the taxable. It's the same thing with the tax advantage. It doesn't reduce your taxable income. You still have the same taxable income. However, the money that you put aside into that, that tax advantaged account will then be tax free when you access those funds in retirement. Well, and in some cases, if you can access it before retirement, sometimes you can access it before retirement, some of the, the money that you put in, but you know, it obviously it depends on what exactly you're using. And so the, to remember, the growth inside of it is tax-free when you withdraw it, provided that you do it in the right timing of your life. Right. And to add to this one other thing, the depending on where you're putting your money in here is also not a determination of risk. So you can have money in these different buckets. However, some of them could be conservative in nature, depending on like, of course, if they're in bonds. You could have Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks and everything, but they could be riskier depending on if you have a certain amount of stocks. Some things could be guaranteed. It just really depends on what you're putting it into. So just because it's taxed differently doesn't mean that the risk is different. It depends on really where you're putting it within that overall bucket. And if you listen to this entire episode and you're feeling to yourself, you're like, wow, there's a lot of buckets and how do I make sure I'm getting the most advantage out of my plan? You know, reach out to us. Uh, we'd be happy to give you a second opinion, just give you some thoughts and everything on how you're you're doing things. Visit our website, complete our contact form, and someone on our team will reach out to you uh, to schedule a complimentary conversation to talk. And if you haven't already, like the Smarter Vet Podcast Facebook page and write us a review. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, make sure to rate us, review us, be able to just get the word out there, let other people know about all the great content that you're listening to. And you, if you're looking to check out your plan and you're looking for another place to just kind of make things a little bit more simpler and you want to see if you have any holes in what you're doing altogether in your overall financial plan, we have a complimentary assessment right on the front page of our website. It says, test my plan. Go there, take it, 10 questions. It'll give you a very good understanding of just a good starting spot. And you know, on the flip side of it, if you are someone that is a practice owner and you're looking to want to sell your practice, you're looking to retire soon, maybe you're looking to bring someone in ownership, we can give you a second opinion. We can give you, if you need a second opinion on what you're doing and if it's the best thing for you, 
go to our website, fill out our contact form. We'd be happy to set up a time to just talk with you. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seiko. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. CJ Burnett and Tom Seiko are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seiko's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Submission number 2023-151968 expires March of 2025.